Chicago Where the fire serve cold But the wolves and the hawks never shiver in the snow The bulls keep it running, the Sox run the south The Cubs run the north, but the Bears run the house Two Chicago sports fans got their ears to the street Any team make a move and they never skip a beat And in this house, this is where we be Welcome to the show with E-Rock and Big Z Welcome, welcome, welcome Welcome to Chicago, home of the WNBA World Champion Chicago Sky. We are coming from the True Chicago Sports Fan Cave. This is the TCSF Podcast with (laughs) E-Rock. Oh, no, 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 not E-Rock today. E-Rock is out for the day. We got Gigantor in the house. What's up? And Big Z. You are absolutely correct on that. Episode 69 is brought to you by 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, ACSI, and Great Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to greatclothingco.com and get your official TCSF podcast t-shirts. Search for keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TrueFan15 for 15% off your entire order. That is TrueFan15. Get your official TCSF shirts now. Get them. As always, I'm Big Z, and I'm here. Filling in for E-Rock is Gigantor. What up, G? What's going on, Z? How you doing? I'm doing great, man. How was your week? Ah, uh, man, busy, but a lot of fun. Yeah, anything particular that made it fun, man? Uh, I just got back from Champaign. I was actually at the Illini versus Rutgers game yesterday, so that was pretty good. I'm guessing the Illini lost that game. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but it was still fun. It was a good time. How's the drive down there, man? Uh, long two and a half hours of uh, rainy weather, but at least the sun came out, so it was good. Oh boy, oh boy! Any good food down there, brother? Not while I was down there, not really. Really, I, I didn't eat anything really good. Everything was mediocre this time. I don't know. Oh boy, that's that's not good. No, no, not at all. <laughs> uh, as for me, man, you know the usual bowling. Uh, I kind of sucked it up this week. Uh, um, we still took, I think, third place in one of our leagues, and we. Nice. Uh, I think we took top three or top four in the other league for the quarterly. So it's, uh, hopefully you get some money coming into my pockets. Nice. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I uh, went uh, yesterday and I had a, a massage and some dinner at uh, Cooper Hawk. I've never been to Cooper Hawk. Oh, no. Massage, so I had, huh? Yeah, I got a massage. No happy ending. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've never been to Cooper Hawk. I had uh, tasted a bunch of wines. And I only liked maybe one or two. Um, but I, I've never been there. So I, I didn't have any uh, high expectations. Everybody loves it and this and that. I like wine. I like uh, I like my uh, Malbec. I'm a Malbec person. What, what do you like wine? Yeah, I'm, I like the reds. I like the whites. I actually prefer the whites because they're lighter. Uh, some of the reds can give me a headache. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but Cooper's Hawk isn't that bad. They have some decent food. And, you know. the, yeah, the food. The food is what they didn't just do it for me, man. That's 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 what it was. Like I was I was excited to get a steak. Yeah, you know, at a good restaurant, you want a good steak, and yep. that's what I'm excited, excited about. And I didn't really see anything on the menu that that was uh, uh, enticing. I ended up getting like a breaded chicken over a bed of mashed potatoes uh, with uh, cheese and jardinera on top of it. So nice. that was a good combination. I really enjoyed that. Uh, I tried the tortilla soup there, which was mediocre. Yeah, I mean, it's it was, mediocre, yeah, yeah. mediocre, and I was like, eh, whatever. Uh, I also did try the uh, lettuce wraps, which can't go wrong with lettuce no. wraps. Um, uh, I think that was pretty much it. The bread was okay. Um, yeah, uh, the Manhattan was good though. It was nice and strong. Okay. Yeah, you know. Okay. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Just remember, man. When it comes to Cooper's, a lot of people go there to get drunk, and then they're like, "Oh, the food is so good." But was it really? Was it really? You were you just really hungry and hungover at this point? Yeah. 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 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome in. If you're a first timer or a long timer, please remember to hit that subscribe button, that notify button, and then go ahead and give us a review and five stars on your listening app of choice. Don't forget to support the show with a monthly subscription at anchor.fm slash true Chicago sports fans. Go on over there and click on support and you can subscribe for low as 99 cents a month. That's less than your coffee. So please go out there and support uh, Latino and brown uh, businesses out here because, you know, we need it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. So if you like the show, tell five of your friends and they'll tell five of their friends and so forth and so forth. And we'll grow this into an empire. That's what we're trying to do, ladies and gentlemen. Let's grow together. That's, that's right. That's right. So let me tell you about an opportunity with our friends over at ACSI. With over 50 expert technicians in the Chicagoland area, ACSI offers a one-stop shop for telecom wiring, whether residential cable installation, fiber to the home, or commercial structure cable wiring. ACSI is a proud partner of Comcast and RCN. And guys, let me tell you, the most impressive thing about ACSI is that during these hard times, the ACSI crew did their thing during the COVID-19 pandemic. And ACSI was awarded the CS 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. Best part of that is ACSI is growing bigger and better than ever. ACSI is now hiring for field for field sales, technicians, and project managers. So check out the ACSI.tech. That's ACSI.tech. And click on careers to apply today. Go get you a job. Yeah. So this week, we're going to talk about these new look bulls. Mm-hmm. These terrible Blackhawks. Oh, boy. And as always, stirring the pot and what you're looking at. But first... The Big Three with Big Z. Thanks, Gigantor. I'm Big Z and you're not. I hope so. <laughs> Check your underwear. Uh, now for today's <laughs> stories. <laughs> the Atlanta Braves will be playing tonight versus the cheating Astros and they'll try to steal the and seal the deal and win ver- uh, their first World Series this millennium, their last win was in 1995. That's a long time ago. I think you're right. The Astros are going to try to steal, but it's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it'll be exciting. Unfortunately, we'll be done recording by the time the conclusion of that game goes on. So uh, if Atlanta wins, congratulations. If uh, Houston wins, fuck you. All right. We'll just do it like the Simpsons. Congratulations to the... I covered my mouth in case you didn't see that. <laughs> they can't see you. Oh, yeah. Story number two. Uh, This one kind of breaks my heart, man. Michael Johnson, son of Turner Sports broadcaster Ernie Johnson, has passed away. His father posted on social media this past Friday. He was 33. He was adopted from Romania in 1991. Michael was born with um, muscular dystrophy. We lost Michael Johnson today, he he said uh, in his post, and we're crushed. Ernie Johnson shared on Instagram this past Friday. But we also know that we'll see him again. And that sustains us. Turner Sports released the following statement on the passing of Johnson's son. We are heartbroken over the passing of Cheryl and Ernie's beloved son. Michael is a true hero who uplifted and brought joy to everyone he touched. The family's love and faith and commitment to one another will forever be an inspiration to us. Our deeper condolences are with uh, Cheryl, Ernie, and their family, friends, and loved ones as we mourn with them. Yeah, that's rough news. I mean, I'm not a father, but I've lost a sibling and Man, and not to mention, I did get to meet Ernie Johnson when they were here for the uh, for the All Star Game. He was an amazing guy, really cool, down to earth. Said hi to everybody, and I just I can't imagine what he's going through. Yeah, it's it's very tough when you lose someone so close to you, and especially if it's a it's a son. As I'm not a parent, but uh, if you're a parent, you you expect to uh, um, 
pass away before your kids do. Yep. So when it's the opposite, it's probably one of the worst things in the world to happen to you. Yep. Story number three, and this one is, it's going to be controversial, man. It's going to be controversial. <laughs> so you're going to have to take a stance on what you think. And I, I've experienced it on both sides because I coached. And, and you know same yeah, yeah. all right so here we go in inglewood california shout out to glow uh, <laughs> uh morningside and inglewood high faced off on friday in a matchup that decided was decided well before the opening kickoff the final score reflected that inglewood 106 morningside zero say again 106 to zero Yeah, Inglewood led fifty nine to zero after the first quarter, and running and and they didn't start running the clock until the late in the second quarter. I guess that's those are the rules. Um, the team attempted a two point conversion while up one hundred and four to zero, and quarterback Justin Martin, who is committed to UCLA Bruins last week, threw thirteen touchdown passes. Jesus, it, he's, it was a classless move. Morningside coach Brian Collins said Saturday, seven Inglewood players all transfers and are committed to play for college football. Uh, this is per the uh, Los Angeles Times. Meanwhile, the Daily Breeze reported that Morningside players met Collins for the first time uh, first time a week prior to the season. <laughs> Collins referenced local Southern California prep powerhouse as a comparable competition for Inglewood. Go play, for, go play St. John Bosco and Mater Day. Okay, sure. All right, go, ahead. go play. Then. Uh, Inglewood Unified School District, which oversees both schools, said in a statement that it was saddened beyond words by the events in the game. The school district problem a full investigation. Of what? Of what? It's a football game. Yeah. Yeah. The California Interscholastic Federation of Southern Section also re- reprimanded Inglewood. The CIF Southern, Southern Section expects all the athletic contests that are to be conducted under the strictest code of good sportsmanship. A score of 100, 106 does not represent these ideals. Um, first of all, it's a game. Yes. Okay. So the point of the game is to win. Now, as a coach who's actually had a a team run up the score on me, was I pissed about it? Yes, yes. but it was a different, it's a different circumstance. Because when I was coaching, I was coaching freshmen. And we were playing seniors on a senior night. Mm-hmm. So you literally have 14-year-old boys playing 18 and 19-year-old men. Yep. So when you're down 64 to, to 8 at the, at the half and they didn't take out their starters. So what I did is uh, I took my boys and I took them home because of their safety. Because they were getting dunked on. They were getting pushed around. And I got parents that are, are, are wanting to fight other people on the stands. So for a safety reason not for my pride, is that when I pulled that game. And that's the key thing, safety. These guys are getting beat that bad. I mean, I had a team that I was helping coach, and we were getting we beat 49-0 in football. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's an NFL score. Mm-hmm. But they weren't able to do anything. They were outmatched. They were faster, stronger. You know, yeah, you got to worry about your kids. Yeah. So you're okay with 106-0? to zero? Not really. I can see why they did what they did because they wanted to show off obviously all these guys are trying to go to college so they want to show hey look what i can do right like Stuart, hey look what i can do but no don't do that to a team you put in you get in maybe a, a quarter what, what was it you said 56 to zero in the first quarter uh, it was it looks like a 49 to zero yeah or in the first yeah the first quarter i mean come on dude at the half at least you put in your third string you can't even put in your second string at that point yeah but the thing is in high school i mean they i i don't know what their roster looks like so i don't know if they have enough 
fourth, second, and third string. But I agree with you. At halftime, you pull all of your starters. Make sure that they stay healthy for the state playoffs or the next game or whatever it might have been. But you keep your starters off the field and you show a little sign of respect, a little little shine of sportsmanship. So, um, in, even though Inglewood uh, has a, a soft spot in my heart, uh, yeah, you kind of uh, fucked up there, bro. Woody who Inglewood <laughs> to no good. <laughs> Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15% off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. Welcome back to the TCSF podcast with Gigantor and Big Z. This is The Loop, our Chicago sports roundup where we keep you in the loop. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome Welcome to Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. So Z, what's going on with our beloved Bears? Oh boy, you know, usually E takes over for the uh, Bears because uh, he loves and loves and loves the Bears. Uh, the Bears. Yeah, the Bears. Uh, so I'm, I'm filling in with, uh, with the Bears recap this time. All right, so Justin Fields had one of the best games of his young career, but it wasn't enough to carry the Bears to a win, man. He looked really good rolling out of the, of the pocket. He uh, threw some great dimes. He did miss a lot of players at the same time, and he was rushed a lot. Yep. San Francisco 49ers beat the Bears this past Sunday, 33-22 to at Soldier Field. It was the Bears' third straight loss. Fields ran for over 100 years. Uh, 100, <laughs> over 100 years. 100, 100 yards. Damn. Ooh, he's so old. 100 yards and ran for one touchdown and passed for another. But the Bears' defense had no answer for Arlington Heights native Jimmy G. Garoppolo and the 49ers' offense in the second half. Garoppolo ran for two touchdowns, and the Bears gave up a huge chunks of yards in the air and on the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of those guys was Debo Samuel. He's a monster. Of San Francisco had six catches, 171 yards, including an 83-yard catch and run in the third quarter that led the uh, led to a 49ers touchdown that turned the whole game around. It turned the momentum all the way around. The Bears uh, had some uh, key injuries with uh, uh, safety Eddie Jackson going out on the first play of the game with a hamstring injury. Um, Cleo Herbert also uh, stepped out for a little bit, but he came back into the game. So, um, yeah, so when you have your defense out there for um, a long time, and you have an experienced quarterback, these things are going to happen. You also have an unexperienced quarterback on our end. 
Um, our offensive line cannot block, for, uh, cannot pass block. Their running back has been decent, but what ended up happening is the 49ers started stacking the box and seeing uh, anytime we ran the ball in the second half, it was like a four-yard uh, uh, negative play, four-yard negative play. Because um, Khalil Herbert, they know that's, that's the only weapon they got besides uh, Justin Fields. Yep. So the Bears uh, head coach, Matt Nagy, was out for this game after testing positive for COVID this, earlier this week. Bears special team coordinator, Chris Tabor, filled in for head coach for the game. The Bears fall to 3-5 and five and will take on the Steelers in Pittsburgh this Monday night coming up. Boy, All right, Gigantor, what do you think? And so I'll tell you what. Fields looked good. He made his mistakes. He's still a young guy. Mm-hmm. He looked good out there. I love the juking. I love how all these guys were missing him. Um, that touchdown he ran in for it looked nice. Um, yeah. He looked like uh, the two from uh, Atlanta, that one guy, you know, Michael Vick. That's what it looked like. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, for sure. I mean, he definitely had shades of Vick on that. But, I mean, he was he missed a couple throws, which kind of stunk. I mean, I don't know why they're having so much trouble getting the ball downfield. Well, there's no, the, no he, he's, yeah, he's got, yeah, exactly. He's got about two and a half seconds to throw the ball. Like by the time he's receiving the ball, the the defensive lineman's already in his face. So, and and there's been a couple plays that I was I was watching that they would take out one of the tight ends yeah. and put an extra lineman, and that lineman would get beat, and then you know he he's, he's getting tackled. I think Fields is holding on to the ball a little too long because he's he's relying on his athleticism to get him out of it. Yeah. And you're, you're not at Ohio State anymore, man. These these big boys. They got they got the book on you already. Oh yeah. So they know you're not gonna let you know throw the ball away. Yeah, there was so. a couple of times they were a handful away. They were just right there. They had they were grazing oh, his yeah. back left and right, which mm-hmm. was kind of a bummer. Also, like didn't Komet drop a ball like a nice one? Komet did drop a ball, and then later on, uh, Mooney. Yes. Uh, he he yeah ball. he tipped it and he went into cause it was it was thrown into double coverage deep. He tipped it was off. He mistimed his jump. And uh, it fell into the hands of the uh, the the safety, and that was the uh, pretty much the nail in the coffin for the Bears in that game. And Cairo, he missed that extra point that would have tied it. That that killed me too. Yeah, but so did the other guy. He missed the other guy, the other uh, Slayer, whatever his name is. That's fine. They can miss all they want. We need to hit ours, especially with Cairo hitting all those field goals. Cairo had like twenty seven or something like that in a row. Yeah. So I mean, it's gonna in happen. It was super windy in in at Soldier Field for the game, so I can see how. Um, that whirlwind would effective kicking. Yeah, oh, I, I get it. Yeah. All right, G. Let's move on to the collegiate state uh, slate. What happened this past Saturday with college football? Saturday was a busy day for football. I think they call it the statement week because all these people are trying to make a name for themselves. But mm-hmm. Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Oh boy. Oh boy. The Golden Domers, right? Mm-hmm. So Notre Dame football defeated North Carolina forty-four to thirty-four Saturday night to move to seven and one on the season. Notre Dame's defense had been ascending for weeks, but um, but the unit had some problems handling the explosive North Carolina offense. Despite holding the Tar Heels below their season scoring average, the Irish d- defense gave up a lot of ground. It's certainly a unit that must improve upon its performance last night. Here are my biggest takeaways from the game. Tackling was a huge problem. The red zone defense continues to shine, and the issues with containing quarterbacks. So number, right now, number eight, Notre Dame plays uh, Navy next week. I think they're going to have their hands full. Yeah, they will have the hands full. I know that uh, I've gone up back and forth with the E about the um, Notre Dame because they're in their own conference and they get to pick and choose who they want to play. I mean, they do play this, a lot of their rivals, which I believe Navy is one of their rivals. Yep. Um, but, I mean, you're playing North Carolina. I mean, Mitch Trubisky was the quarterback out there, so yeah. like that doesn't say much 
about what what they're what they're doing uh, as far as picking their games. No, not at all. I mean, they're ranked number eight, and they consider being ranked number you know pretty high year after year. But then when they play the big boys, this you know they get spanked, and I think that it's a detriment to to what they're trying to do. If you're trying to build your program. It, it, if you don't win a championship, it what what is it doing for you? Yeah, nothing. It's just prolonging what everybody else does. <laughs> <laughs> so on the other side, we got the Northwestern Wildcats. Oh boy, you know those guys, go cats! <laughs> Northwestern got spanked. <laughs> yeah, I they mean, did. What can we say? Marquise Irving ran for two touchdowns in a career high 110 yards, and Justin Wally scooped up a fumble and ran 25 yards for a score as Minnesota defeated the Northwestern Wildcats 41 to 14 on Saturday. They play number 19, Iowa, next week. Expect the same result next week. This oh, yeah. Northwestern team is not the one of old. They looks like they, they're, they can't play any more defense. And for some reason, the Iowa Hawkeyes always have their number. <laughs> it gets insane. All right. What's up with the fighting alliance? They put up a fight this week, man? So, being there, I was, you know, I had high hopes. Mm-hmm. But in another single score loss, the line I failed to convert on their final drive of the game to fall to this Rutgers Scarlet Knights 20 to 14. It was a tale of two halves for the orange and blue. The line I was leading going into halftime into the locker room and the team was looking good. But in the second half, things went off the rails. They took a they took a 14 0 into the half and still lost. I believe they had a, a touchdown scored on them. And then at the very end, it was a field goal. They ended up losing 20 to 14. That was, I mean, disappointing. Very disappointing. If you if you have a fourteen point lead at half, you should be able to hold off a team. Especially, I mean, I'm not sure how good Rutgers is in football, but if you haven't heard about him, they're probably not that good. <laughs> so, I mean, you're holding a fourteen point lead at half. You should be able to hold it the rest of the game. And they give up uh, what two touchdowns and a field goal, and then don't put up any points in the second half. Hey, yeah, be, be careful. They don't hear you, man. They're from Jersey. They're be like, you want to fight about it? <laughs> Hey man, go get a tan, go do your laundry, and go fuck off. So Z, what's going on at the Madhouse on Madison with the Chicago Blackhawks? The Blackhawks are still looking for their first victory. I think, they, yeah, it's, it's like a hide and seek right now. Oh yeah, yeah, they are, yeah, peekaboo, yeah, they ain't finding shit. They are oh seven and two. They've lost. Uh, they just lost one to zero versus Saint, the St. Louis Blues. Um, this season will continue to be blue both on and off the ice. Mm-hmm. It's bad. I mean, their defense sucks. The goalie doesn't want to be there, and he sucks right now. Uh, the transitions, the second and third line are just hot garbage. Um, yeah, that's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah. On the other side of the office of the uh, of the Blackhawks, now we, we're having the fallout from the Chicago Blackhawks sexual abuse scandal that has only grown. The, 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 the There was a team... 107 page investigation report released this past Tuesday, uh, most recently with Florida Panthers coach Joel Quinville resigning after a Thursday meeting with the NHL commissioner Gary Bettman. Quinville, who coached Chicago to three Stanley Cups over 11 seasons and five other Blackhawks senior staffers, failed to take immediate action uh, against a former video coach who sexually assaulted a player in 2010. This is according to that report. Former first-round pick Kyle Beach came out forward as the victim on this past Wednesday. Blackhawks general manager Stan Bowman and senior uh, director of hockey administration Al, yeah, McIsaac. Sure, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, (laughs) McIsaac, got it right. Uh, Stepped down two days before Quinville and Winnipeg Jets general manager Kevin uh, Chevaldeoff. 
Sure, let's yeah, go let's take that. a day off. Why not? Yeah, yeah I need a day off. Uh, Chicago assistant general manager in he was a the, he was the Chicago assistant general manager in 2010. Uh, he's also expected to meet with Bankman on Monday. The NHL fined the Blackhawks two million for the mishandling of the allegations. That's that's a slap on the wrist, two million. Yeah. Um, here's a chronological look. You know, or here's a quick look at, at the case and what to ex- what to expect next. The Blackhawks announced that Bowman and, and McIsaac, the lone members of the May 2010 senior meeting uh, that remained with the team, uh, they they both stepped down as um, in their roles. Um, the report is both disturbing and very difficult to read. Said Blackhawks CEO Danny Wirtz, who added the team's senior executives didn't take aqu- adequate action in 2010. It speaks for itself. Blackhawks owner Rocky Wirtz and our leadership team reviewed the report and we have had an important and difficult conversations about our organization, how our organization is going to move forward, end quote. Later, the day, later that day, the NHL announced that it was fining the Blackhawks their $2 million for inadequate internal procedures and insufficient and untimely response in the handling of the matters related to former coach Brad Aldrich's employment with the club and the ultimate departure in 2010. That's a mouthful. Yep. The NHL and the Blackhawks agreed to send one million of the fine money to Chicago organizations dedicated to supporting or assisting survivors of sexual and other forms of abuse. Again, a slap of the wrist. Yeah, a slap of the wrist. The USA Hockey also announced that Bowman stepped down as the uh, team's general manager for the 2022 Winter Olympics. Quinville resigned after meeting with NHL uh, Commissioner Gary Bettman in New York to discuss his involvement in the Blackhawks sexual assault case. Andrew Brunette will serve as the team's interim coach at the moment. Bettman said that in a statement after Quinville's re- resignation that the coach would not receive any further punishment from the league. Horseshit. Total horseshit. <laughs> Unless he tries to re-enter it. Why would he come back if he's going to get punished? What a cop out! This is so much bullshit. Yeah. All right, all right. So he also the commissioner also says, should he wish to re-enter the league in some capacity in the future, I will require a meeting with him in advance in order to determine the appropriate conditions and other which new employment might take place. Again, horseshit! You allowed it to happen. You knew about it for years. You didn't report it. Yeah, you should be banned. See ya. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, I mean, it was. Give me your take. I don't know. I we talked about this before on the show. It it's. It led to other things happening that shouldn't have happened, which is very negligent on their part. Right. The fact that everybody, they're saying, oh, yeah, we're taking, you know, the steps now. It's a little too late for that. Very too late. Like you said, slap on the wrist. I mean, $2 million fine. Brock Lesnar got fined a million dollars for doing less than what these guys are just did, like something less horrible. So, I don't know. I, I It's, right. it, it hurts, you know, be, be, especially when somebody got, you know, hurt. Like the adult. In the matter could have stepped up earlier. He did not, and because which that adult? Didn't which happen, adult? The the um the player. Uh, what's his speech? Uh, yeah, he should have said something right away. He didn't. Which Wait, I, I get it. Uh, he's, a, he's a twenty-one year old man who is put in a position of being brought up, and then he's being he's being preyed on. It's pretty much. Yeah. You know, if you if you don't you know do what I say, you're you know I'll, I'll talk to the coaches and you won't play for the NHL no more. Plus, you there's know? a stigma in the sport. I mean, you know, you got all these macho guys who run out there and basically beat each other up every day. Yeah, you know what? It's 2021. That macho shit, that shit's done in a worse. It's not the yeah. 1970s. We are openly talking about gay players in yeah. all the leagues. We're talking about men with anxiety, men with depression, men with all sorts of issues. We're we're opening up now. 
all that stigmata bullshit, stigma uh, bullshit from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, that is all put to bed. We're an open book. We're allowed to talk about everything. If someone sexually assaulted your son, per se, you know. Oh, he's getting hurt. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're his old man, the, the kid, he's still 21. He's a yep. kid. He's a kid. Yep. How, how, you would not want that done to your son. No. So it's as simple as that. Everyone in an organization dropped the fucking ball. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because of, and I don't blame the victim here no. for not speaking up that uh, that early because he's going through the process of of trying to get over it, and there is no timeline on that. No. So because he he didn't, well, and he did report it. So we yeah. were saying that you know that wasn't taken up with the upper 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 people, and those people didn't do anything. So Aldrich end up ends up assaulting two more in Miami of Ohio. And then assaults a high schooler. Yeah. So shame. Well, I hope that dude gets assaulted in prison every day of his life. Oh, he will. He will. <sighs> Let me take a breath before we move on to the to some fun stuff, man. That's fine, man. Take, take your <laughs> breath. Get them, that air in them lungs. All right, guys. Let's move over to happier trails on the uh, the other team that plays on on Madison. Yeah. The Chicago Bulls are absolutely on fire. Um, while we had a couple games this week, one versus New York, and, and uh, we were talking off air, me and Gigantor, about how how special that game was. Uh, they ended up losing by one. Uh, just on a, uh, a a missed shot by our, our boy. Yeah. Um, but the the thing biggest thing was that one we're celebrating Joakim Noah's career, yep. signed a one day contract and uh, retired as a bull. Which is you awesome, had, right? You had all the guys from the team. You had Kirk Heinrich. You had uh, Brad Miller. Uh, you had a bunch of the bulls out there and uh, showed his support. You had you know Derek Rose on the court and Taj Gibson as well. Um, it was a very tough game going back and forth. Um, you also had Tibbs coaching against you. Um, yeah, it was a really tight game. But um, I, I, for me, uh, the biggest keys is like Vucevic needs to be more consistent. Patrick Williams um, was doing okay that game, not to my expectations. He's not, I need he, he needs to be a double double machine. Um, and and we'll talk about you know the the game against the Jazz in a little second. But the bench is stepping up. But we are undersized in the rebounding section. Oh, for right? sure. Very, very undersized. And then um, you, you're you going to lose that rebound battle, and that's going to cost you some games. All right. So let's move on to the uh, to the Jazz game. Vucci, man, was an absolute train wreck for most of Saturday night's showdown against the Jazz at the United Center in the first game after Patrick Williams' likely season-ending injury. Uh, the Bulls were struggling to hold off the Jazz down the stretch, but the big man hit two big shots. Um, back-to-back possessions at, at, towards the end of the game, um, catching a three-pointer and then taking it right to Rudy Gobert, the COVID-touching microphone dude, um, <laughs> <laughs> and finishing it over him uh, to put Utah away. The final result was 107 to 99 Bulls. It was a victory to move them to five and one, and they defeated Utah, who was an undefeated team, the last undefeated team in the NBA process. Yeah, so. yeah, Vucci man was two for sixteen from the field before those two clutch makes, man. And this is what I'm talking about, man. He's your he's an all star as well. Yep. He's got to step up. You can't just put it on DeRozan and and and, uh, um, and Levine. Um, I, someone who wasn't breaking, bro. That's DeRozan. Yeah, Rosen was on all game and he finished with a game high 32 points on 13 of 22 shooting. He really got the Bulls going in the first half by by going at Eric Pascal 
with his mid-range game. He also had a clutch mid-range a shot in the final two minutes of the, um, after the Jazz got their deficit to five. And let me tell you what, since that game against Toronto, DeRozan has been on fire. Oh, yeah. He's been showing out. I mean, a lot of people said before the season, oh, I don't know if him and Levine are going to work well together. Man, they're looking good together. I love them both on the team. I, I'm really excited about this team. So, I mean, what they've been doing, wow. It's 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 weird to have a one-two punch. Yes. It's been a long time since we experienced that in Chicago. And and, and Zach is, is also adjusting. Oh, yeah. you, you see Zach some, sometimes defer to him. And he, uh, the Rose is going to tell him no. Like, step up, dude. Like, you're the younger guy. Like, you can spend more energy. Yeah. I'm going to hit the jumpers, and, 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 I'll, and I'll take over, the, you know, the point guard position towards the end of the game. But Zach Levine had a stellar night against the Jazz. He was 26, 5-5, five and five, even though uh, there were times he looked like he was uh, laboring a bit because he's, uh, he's, he's got that injured thumb on his non-shooting hand. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he's, over, he's, he's a baller. He's going to overcome, overcome this. Um, he only took four three-pointers. Um, and I, I don't know I don't know why the lack of three point shooting is, is going on now. Um, the, the the team won with a five of twenty one from from three point land. I don't know what's going on with the three point ball for this team, but um, that needs to be stepped up as well. Um, what do you think about that game, man? Oh, I thought it was good. Um, that that lob from ball to him, oh wow! Yeah, it was a pretty. That lob. was that was that was dope. The ball show. I know Mike loves his ball. Uh, yeah, he uh, likes the ball family. Yeah, he does. He, <laughs> he likes the three Bs. But yeah, I mean like. Honestly, they've been they've been looking good. Um, Ball can shoot a mean three. He can. His I shooting mean, is a lot better. I think he lost a little confidence for a couple games, but like when he's on, he's on. That three is just boom money. Yeah, the Bulls have a tough schedule coming up. Um, yeah. They have a lot of games against these um, really good teams. Let's see who do they got next. They got the Celtics on Monday, mm-hmm. so that'll be past once you guys hear this. But um, they do have the Sixers coming up, and that's, you know, against Joel Embiid. Um, and it looks like that's at home and home. So they'll play two back-to-back, or not two back-to-back, but two back-to-back games, but not during the back-to-back days. And they also have the Nets, Mavericks, and Warriors coming up in the next couple weeks. So, And this is a time for them to show out and do their thing. Right now, we're 5-1. and one. We're amongst four teams in the Eastern Conference that are 5-1. and one, There you go. Which is awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean... If they can show against these other teams, hey, you know, we're contenders. We're here to play. That's what they need to do. They need to put their foot on the gas and keep going forward and not hit the brakes and be like, all right, you know, because now is not the time for that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You got to put a pedal to the metal. And, you know, seating is very important in the NBA. Yes. Um, so you you, you want to be a top. I think they're a top four seed. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I don't think that. Um, I mean, you got Milwaukee up there. You've got the Knicks. You've got Atlanta. You've got Charlotte. you got. Who else is good? To, uh, Jersey's good. Um, I, I, don't, I mean, Jersey's okay right now. I mean, but they have the talent to, to turn it on. True. Um, and plus, I mean, right now is the time. Hey, they've got chemistry. You can tell it's been building from the first game to now. Mm-hmm. They're looking yep. a lot better. Let's work on that. Let's get it better. Gain that confidence so that, guess what? If Ball wants to shoot and he misses, Vooch should be under the basket grabbing it. Yeah. And then pass it out to whoever or take it in himself. Let's 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 work on that chemistry. You know, let's get going. Right, right now losing Patrick Williams is a big big problem. Big uh, I think Caruso is going to slide into the lineup. Um, obviously, he's not a big, but um, yeah. But th- Caruso goes out there, he gets steals, he plays. The other he plays day, a, he's a he's a lunch pail guy. Yeah, he's oh, yeah. like very Taj Gibson. He's I'll a buy that man lunch any day. <laughs> right. Yeah, he, he plays really tough. Now, problem is that you know Patrick Williams is done for the year. Um, Kobe White still recovering for whatever injury he had uh, earlier. And um, he might be on a trading block once he comes back into the fold. Maybe. I mean, 
they might be training him for a big. Yeah, and if we get a good big or a solid big at most, I'll be okay with it. I mean, I like Patrick. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, at this point, I mean, we just we need rebounds because that's gonna in the long run. If we're gonna make a championship run, well, or I'm sorry, a playoff run, yeah, we're gonna need uh, some rebounds. Yeah, definitely. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back with stirring the pot after a word from our sponsor. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. We all know that 2020 was no joke. And with an ever-changing world climate, many people are looking for a new opportunity. Guys, are you looking for a career that rewards effort and makes you feel valued as a team member? Let me tell you a little about our friends at ACSI. ACSI is a certified RCN business agent. They provide the same RCN services with a personalized touch. Their sales and technician teams work hand-in-hand, ensuring your experience will be smooth and pleasant. Gone are the days of being transferred from one person to the next. At ACSI, they handle everything from start to finish. It's never been so easy to get internet service. ACSI is a growing Chicagoland company that encourages personal growth and rewards perseverance. As they expand, they're looking for passionate, responsible, and honest professionals to join their team. A career with ACSI means you'll be part of a hardworking, flexible, and dynamic team that is a leader in the installation of cable and internet services in the Chicagoland area. Best of all, ACSI was awarded Hacia's 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. Are you ready to grow with a local Chicago company on the rise? Check out acsi.tech and click on careers to get started. That's acsi.tech and click on careers. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Oh no, it's Gigantor. 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 (laughs) Gigantor, it's that time again, brother. What time is that? <laughs> Game you know, time. Who? Oh, no. Yeah, no, wrong, wrong, wrong one, man. Uh, you know what time it is. It's time for stirring the pot. Ooh. All right, brother. Uh, it is Halloween. It's actually Halloween today. It is. All right, bro. So I'm going to give you two options, and uh, these are not popular options on either side. So okay. you'll have to pick one. Um, are you an Almond Joy guy or a Mounds guy? Oh, Sometimes I feel like a nut. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to go with Almond Joy. You're going Almond Joy. I like almonds. Oh, see, maybe five, ten years ago, I'd agree with you, but I became allergic to almonds. So, oh. no way. I've got to go with the mounds. Oh. Mounds all day, bro. See, those little um, those Girl Scout cookies that have like the, the coconut and stuff, like those are good. It reminds me of, of mounds. What is I it, like liquid doodles or something? No, I forgot. Like, is it small? I don't even know what. Yeah, whatever. But, they know what they're talking about. But they're pretty good. But see, I always snack on almonds, so like, it just makes sense to me. You get a little bit of salty, a little bit of sweet. Yeah, that became allergic like five years ago, and it sucks, man. Uh, it really sucks. So I used to love chocolate covered almonds. Uh, yeah, I used to like almonds in my everything, you know, just as a snack and a salad, everything. But you know, your body changes, and that's that's what sucks. So, all right, man. Before. We get out of here. What you looking at? Man, so I got to watch a couple things this week, which I had a little downtime at work. You had downtime? Like, I was, I was waiting for clients. Oh, so I had, never have downtime. I had time to, to mess around. All right. So I actually ran through the first season of Heels on Stars. 
Oh, and that's with uh, Steve okay. Amell, who's yeah, yeah, yeah. the Green Arrow, where he plays a uh, a wrestler, mm-hmm. and basically it's a family business, and he's trying to keep it afloat. And gotcha. I recommend it. It is stars, so there's you know nudity, language, all that stuff, and a yeah. couple adult uh, content like um, not sexual, but you know like adult stuff. So yeah, but it was it was good. I. I I really enjoyed it. Um, and CM Punk is in it, isn't it? Yes, he is. There's a lot of other wrestlers in there, but yeah, CM Punk was in there. Yeah, yeah, that's something that uh, I thought on my docket. And uh, thank you for the login of your uh, of your stuff. I'm yeah. not going to say what because we're in trouble. <laughs> thank you for your login, um, and I'll be watching that soon. Oh, for sure. Yeah, thanks, bro. There's also one other yeah. thing that I watched: uh, Lock and Key on Netflix. I love Lock that show. Key. What, what? So if you haven't seen that yet, it's based on a graphic novel. Okay. Obviously, there's the comic book nerd in me. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's about a family called the Locks. Uh, they live in Key House, so they're hence the Lock and Key. Mm. And there's a lot of stuff in their family lineage that people start learning about. And there's these special keys. It's kind of uh, sci-fi, like fantasy stuff. Okay. It makes it really fun. It's really cool. First season is a breeze to go through. The second season just came out on, I think, last week, Friday. And Saturday when I was at the Notre Dame game, I got to watch all of it. So it was I, I couldn't stop. So I recommend that one too. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. I'll put it on maybe I'll put it on the list after the uh, heels. Yeah. And I know Yellowstone is starting next week, oh, and yeah. I don't know when This Is Us is starting. And there's a lot of stuff that is going to occupy my free time when I do get a chance to do that, which is probably usually late night. And that's why I don't sleep. I miss free time. <laughs> All right, for me, I, I didn't get much time to do that because of bowling uh, being you know, closing. One season's closing, the other one's still going, and um, I've been running around promoting the podcast and uh, taking meetings. But oh, yeah. Marvel Studios gave up with a new series that's called Assembled, mm-hmm. and so pretty much it's a documentary based on um, uh, different movies or different shows. So the first episode was on Loki. Um, so what's the, the, the actor's name? Todd something? Uh, Todd. Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston, yeah. So, so they were talking about it. Uh, how he, um, well, although he's been in the character for over ten years, he's only had like the, he's had the most, the minimal uh, amount of screen time. Yes. And yet he's had such an impact, and one of the biggest uh, 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 things that launched him out was when they were uh, promoting Avengers. And uh, I'm not sure which one it was, the first one or the second or the third one, whatever, um, where he came out in character at the Comic-Con. And that was Kevin Feige who told him to do that. He's like, you should go out in character. And he's like, for real? He's like, yeah, go do it. And he went out there and he's like, what's my name? And the whole crowd just go crazy. Loki. And after that, he has such a huge following. Um, and he's he's like the anti-hero that you cheer for. He's the yep. Stone Cold Steve Austin that that you cheer for, like the guy who goes against the rules, but yeah, he's funny and entertaining, and you you cheer for him. So he's the god of mischief, right? The god of mischief and the prince of Asgard and the true king of whatever other that world. Nordenheim. See, that's why I'm here with a <laughs> with a comic book nerd because you pick it up. <laughs> He's right, the man. king of the frost giants, remember? They, yeah, that too, yeah. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. That is all today. A big thank you to our sponsor, 606 Media, yep. True Chicago Sports Fans, and ACSI. Great clothing company. And don't forget to go to greatclothingco.com and get your official TCSF podcast t-shirts. Yep. Search for keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TrueFan15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order. That is TrueFan15. 
Get your shirts now. Yes, sir. Get you one, two, three, four, whatever. Yeah, get the whole family. Hey, the holidays are coming up. Right, Christmas. There you go. Yes, yeah. sir. And they're, they're nice and comfy and warm. That's right. Also, don't forget to check out our new friends at ACSI.tech and check out their career section and start a new and exciting career in the communications industry. Go to ACSI.tech and click on careers and apply today. Yes, sir. A shout out to our friends at the Some of This and Some of That podcast. The Some of This and Some of That with Coach Mo and Just Tease. New episodes available on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to check out our boys. A Shy Native Radio podcast now available on all major platforms. Mike Logic, Ideal, and Throw MC, along with words, talk about sports, movies, and all types of ill yeah, yes. that's why you're not that one. Uh, go <laughs> check them out, man. They got awesome stuff. And they're on, uh, I think, every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. on uh, Facebook. But you can catch the podcast anywhere as well. Direct from the res. That's right. Shout out to Row Nation Panic and our brand new beats from the homie, Serious Beats. Uh, f- thank you for the beats. as We're going to play them throughout the show. Uh, check out paniconthebeat.com for your moment merch and gear. And make sure to check out... P-R-O-D by Sirius.com. That's P-R-O-D by Sirius.com to check out all of his Sirius Beats music. Check us out on social media. You can find us on at True Shy Fans on Twitter and on TikTok. Find us on Facebook, IG, YouTube, Spotify, and reach out to us on our email. We want to hear from you. Reach us at True Chicago Sports Fans at gmail.com. That is True Chicago Sports Fans at gmail.com. Sliding them DMs. We're waiting. Hey. <laughs> All right, y'all, for Gigantor, this is Big Z signing off. We'll see you next week for episode 70. That's right, it's 70. And until then, be good to each other. For the love of sports. Oh, yeah. Be safe, Chicago. A few moments later. You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth. Lover boy. Nature versus nurture, Lodge. Nature always wins. I think he's on steroids. Hasta luego, amigos. Show's over, show's over, show's over.